everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Digital Mitterrand Stand. I am Jan de Güzel and I am uh, hosting this podcast weekly, having digital uh, transformation experts, especially for the Mitterrand Stand, in order to overcome their uh, digitalization challenges. Today, I have uh, Tom Alpers from Brains, and he describes himself as process automation enabler for the Mittelstein. But Tom, welcome, and can you please introduce yourself to us? Yeah, hi, Chan, um, and guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for watching. Um, yes, a short um, explanation what I'm doing or what, what brought me there is um, I, I'm, I'm in the IT for at least 20 years now. And um, I walked through an, a path of different projects that involved a lot of um, how we say today, digitalization, um, virtualization. And um, I worked for big companies, had big customers from, from Siemens to BASF. Um, I had some, some other uh, projects working as a freelancer. Um, there too, I, I had a lot of um, customers. Was 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 guiding some startups. Um, I did projects for um, global companies internationally, and um, even during the um, during being employed with with the big company that was Artos, um, we had a I had a broad range of customers there as well, that involved the medium enterprises or how we say in Germany, Mittelstand. Um, and I just discovered one thing that um, just guided me through like a little path is that all the projects that, that I was involved in, and no matter if that was a rollout of a software or hardware, or if that was um, transforming a service, or if that was like an organizational thing that we had to fix, um, all the way, all along the line, um, I realized that, uh, that there is a big, big need um, in optimizing processes and, and, and process not only in, in that terms of um, how we are um, being faster and, and being faster on the market, but also processes that need to evolve around the company and should be, um, yeah, let's say, building up the DNA of a company. So um, that's when, when at least I, I came to know that since 2016, basically I'm strongly evangelizing the process automation and process optimization uh, things. And, and this, um, I see like automation as a, um, an, as a driver for optimization processes because it's the tool that we're using. And um, this put me back in a, in, in, in a situation where um, I uh, started freelancing again and um, still in, in, in the place to uh, market my brand, which is Brains as a service mark and do that um, with a joint venture partner. And, and we are, let's say, evangelizing and big ambassadors of automation as a tool to optimize business processes. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, working with startups, working with enterprises, very, very, very big companies like Siemens. But let's come back to the Mittelstand, our favorite Mittelstand. <laughs> and uh, then my first question to you would be, uh, especially the German Mittelstand, digitalized, they are, are they digitalized enough to uh, protect their competitiveness? 
If not, then uh, why? Mm -hmm. Um, first, I think digitization is, is a broad word that, that we use as a bus and, and we first of all need to be clear what that is really all about or um, can we even specify this because for every, even in the medium and companies that might be understood differently. Um, and I think that um, what I was watching is that um, it, 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 it's not really that they have a problem with digitization, uh, basically, and there may, may, maybe on one hand, you can count a number of, of, of enterprises, organizations that they're still using paper for, for all their necessary daily business. Um, but most of them, they already have like a, a um, the files stored or they, they are digitized in, in their in their folders, they, they have like cloud drives or hybrid cloud drives, etc. So that is not the problem. What I think rather is that the we, we need to, to somehow see a shift in in probably the mindset and um, the, the development that this Mittelstand or the medium enterprises did throughout the time um, it's not that they lack in digital things, but um, they, they work like this, that they had problems and they need to have solutions and they needed to have it fast. So that um, is rather the, I would say problem where they didn't develop a strategy. So they didn't probably plan three or four years in the future, what IT really does to help my business. And um, from that point of view, I would say um, overall, the Mittelstand is not digitalized enough from that aspect. Uh, I would say mindset will need to change at some point. The, the companies waited too long to plan their vision-based strategy if they had any. And um, the resultation, how they acted in between now is um, that they had quick solutions and massive customization um, and th so that they couldn't focus on, on, on the big picture probably. So they were too focused on the day-to-day -day, uh, job than the yeah. big picture. Yes, exactly. Well, that, that, that is... That is actually that. That is the bottom line that, that I would bring um, that I would bring to to on, on the play table here. That um, if if you have don't don't watch or don't see IT um, as a separate. IT is your business as well, and IT needs to come along the same path and needs to say, well, we're not only IT. We are in fact business helpers. We are business technologies. We, we, we need to understand the business. And um, this, this is the thing where they really don't have to, you know, fight against, they have to build the bridge. Yeah. I always say business uh, enablers as IT. Yeah. yeah. I always find this uh, helpful. Uh, but uh, as an expert of process automation in the Mittelstand, uh, what are the most common uh, obstacles, challenges that you face? Um, they are different and, and probably they will in a root cause analysis lead to all the same. But um, let's start with, with some obvious things. Um, high investment is, is one of those um, where, where, where people or let's say organizations are afraid of the high investment into um, getting 
knowledge people on board or to invest in infrastructure that they will be needing for it. Um, another reason that um, yeah that that probably pops up is um, the fear or let's say loss of workforce. I mean, it's not just only probably the um, the sea levels um, that that are having concerns, but also they they their employees. Um, just asking a questioning if their way of working is now obsolete and, and how can you tackle that is one of the biggest concerns really that is in, in the interpersonal way. Um, the other thing um, what I experienced and back in 2018 already is that um, the time that you spend in, in conducting workshops um, to do the knowledge transfer and, and to have the time for a proper transition and transformation into, let's say, digitalized or automated business um, takes an amount of time. And um, that too, they, they might be thinking, well, if it takes us a, a couple of weeks, um, does that really create value for us? Or does that bring us numbers so that we can sell our services and products? Um, another thing that pops up um, quite frequently is uh, that they they are a bit afraid of security breaches, especially if we're talking about like solutions that um, are in the cloud. You know, we're talking about Salesforce in the cloud or HubSpot or some other, let's say, standard solutions that you can buy for money or rent or subscribe to. Um, they are all afraid that you know there's some data being pushed from A to Z, and, and they don't know what happened. So that's that's the big unknown for them. And um, last but not least, um, I think the fear of change. So the the root cause in 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 all of these reasons um, to to get into the unknown, maybe, and uh, along with that is probably like I said before in, in the question that if you if you have your grown IT and um, you did a lot of customization and developed a lot of things for the purpose of your business only, then you might be trapped into thinking, um, I would always say to have the exclusive right to be special, you know, like like every company has its DNA and is somehow special. But in, in that regard, you have to think, are we really that special or can we even um, cope with, with standard approaches? And, and this might be a fear as well um, to get rid of the special attitude or to be special attitude. Yeah. Uh, you start, you said, uh, one root cause in the beginning, and I was about to ask you the root cause, but in the end, you, <laughs> before yeah. me asking the question, uh, answered the question. But I definitely agree that um, digital transformation is a change management uh, topic as well. That's mm. why I uh, made a, a whole whole episode with uh, Daniela Fink. She shared uh, her ideas and thoughts with us, but. Uh, it includes the human factor. And uh, as you said, the root cause, uh, I also believe that it's uh, light within uh, very deep of uh, change of fear, which means mm -hmm. we lose our uh, business, uh, we, we lose our uh, data. Uh, so uh, for, for us uh, as, as digital transformation 
uh, enablers, uh, we need to uh, make this um, go away by convincing them, by giving them examples. Uh, so it's our, our duty in that case. I uh, just wanted to add this. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean. And that, that's why we need to um, probably need to find the, the right words. I mean, it, it's hard in, in German a bit, of course, but um, I mean, if, if we say it in English, enabler doesn't only mean like, okay, I, I turn off a switch. I mean, enabling is to, to get rid of all impediments that are in the way um, to, to guarantee a smooth um, a transition, first of all, and from that transition you can transform. Because after all, what we have in every cycle of business, when, when there's a change, um, you, you have a transition phase. And this transition is actually a mix up of the way it has been um, to take over the has-been way. And from, from there, doing the improvements that will lead to, to a transformation after all. Uh, that that's basically what it is. You see it in every merger acquisition. You see it in every outsourcing business. That that is, I mean, that's a written rule indeed. And and two in in all kinds of change, you take the the um, or let's say in change management, as you mentioned, the the change management is not only about the change. It's about the fallback, you know. And the fallback means to go back to the way you know it worked, because if everything goes south. You need to have an exit, uh, and and this is basically what what you need to to ensure and and enable as well. So this is about um, being really secure and having the good people on board that will show you the way into the new world, but show you the way too if something goes down the gutter, um, to say well we can still walk back at some point and give it another go. Yeah. Uh, but but for the first timers, for the starters, uh, what is the minimum infrastructure requirements then uh, for the Mittelstand uh, to start with? Let's uh, specialize um, or make this question more precise for process automation, for, for your expertise. Uh, I, I think, well, infrastructure, I hope I got that right, but... Um, I think infrastructure, I'm talking about technical stuff and um, might also be thinking about organizational requirements, let's say. So let's start with the technically um, requirements. The, I, I, would, I would say that uh, we still have this fear of security breaches and, and it's not by accident, that especially in Europe, we're going with the GDPR and stuff and we're really wasting our pants at some point. But um, if, if you don't feel secure enough, um, first of all, we need to have a platform and this platform needs to be um, accessible. Uh, accessible from let's say anywhere in the world it needs to be redundant and this this platform is being or has to be based on a cloud foundation um if if you have some doubts about this cloud in general you still have the possibility to say you do it a hybrid cloud so that you can distinguish between the sensitive things and data that you want to protect for for your purpose only and who that doesn't that don't actually um or go in public and the let's say the, the the public cloud that you're losing really for engagement for your customers or consumers or with the world so 
I would suggest to have a hybrid cloud um, in, in that matter to, to really distinguish the sensitive from the non-sensitive things. Um, additionally, when, when you once have the strategy, what you put to the left and the right, so to say, then um, you should um, probably think of the standard systems that you want to implement um, if you didn't have any. So standard systems, of course, we're talking about like um, CRM, ERP, PLM, or ESM, so words like customer um, relationship management or enterprise um, or uh, um, product, life, uh, product lifecycle management or enterprise service management. All these systems have a certain purpose, and I would recommend to have at least two of them for starters. And... Um, not enough with this, but once you have them implemented, and we're talking about standard systems, I'm not talking about this, uh, about this customization, but if you intend to have them, then just create a possibility to, um, or, or, or just establish a possibility to create assets that are usable, because after all, we're talking about different systems and the, the systems need to talk, they exchange data. And this data and this data flow and the processes need to be managed. And certainly we are not inventing the wheel from new, but what we can do is to make them reusable so that at the time being, when something changes in processing or in the attitude of systems, that we can use these assets, APIs, interfaces, and just configure them to our needs rather than to invent them from new. Um, this is only the technical part. Sounds a bit messy, but um, after all, it's 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 not a big um, it's not a big uh, rocket science. The other thing is um, organizational requirements, where I find it very necessary that to bridge the gap between IT and line of business requires actually to merge your business with technology and. Um, on the other hand, make an IT and line of business aware that they not only can communicate, but understand the business as well. IT know, needs somehow to understand how this marketing or, or sales is working, what their colleagues in marketing and sales are doing. So they need to understand the, the, the workflows. They need to understand the, the line of business and procedures and vice versa. Of course, the marketing and sales need to understand um, what tools are being used and how they are infecting other let's say, um, tools that are uh, um, integrated, for example. It doesn't have to be a rocket science or like an IT technician, but to have a clue how the systems are pending together in terms of data flow. Um, another thing that um, very often is, um, you can't see it in, in medium enterprises, and I wouldn't say very drastically, but, um, there, there still needs to be a little shift to, to a flatter hierarchy and um, probably thinking not in department silos, but, but to think in some kind of a matrix. Um, this is best explained like when, when you have a project, you have the different line of businesses. And then you have one, let's say, a project manager or a product 
owner or a um, or a process owner. He needs to get along the matrix. So he is actually the vertical that brings all the guys together. And this is something that you need to think of um, in, in terms of establishing a flat hierarchy and not getting through X, uh, Y, Z um, requirements and, and approvals to get something yeah. done. Uh, last but not least, this is of course a requirement to establish an agile methodology as well. And um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, this, the, basically the, these, these guys need to adopt a changing environments so nothing stays forever. It's not static um, as we see since the last um, really five years, there have been a lot of changes. Uh, who would have thought that Salesforce is becoming that big and brings modules on the market? Who would have thought that Microsoft is, is going full on with 365? And doing integrations and 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 um, automation uh, flow applications. I mean, uh, this is what we got to deal with. Yeah, and uh, I think I have made a bunch of episodes, and there were no single episode that agile was not mentioned. So mm -hmm. this is uh, from my side as well is a must, uh, especially for the Mittelstand who wants to uh, outcompete. Uh, so that would be that would be uh, a very very good starting point. But before before we uh, close, what would be your top suggestion for Mittelstand owners, Mittelstand managers uh, to to imply right away? Um, I got my top five. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, well, first of all, uh, it depends on what state this 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 um, this organization is indeed. But um, first of all, I, I would really start to learn how my business works. So just have a look how 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 the people are working. What are they doing? What what does that bring? Can can we somehow track it? Can we design it? Can we bring it on a map? Some some visuals would be nice. All right. What what is the even what is the KPI? So to to have actually data and something you can grab on and not just acting intuitively because processing is not about intuition. It's about you know getting numbers together just just calculating where we can optimize and then see what what and actually have an estimate what effect this would bring um the other thing i would do is is um right from the start as well is to to evaluate all your it assets and learn as a businessman how it can help running the business like said before the the gap between business and it is still there but you need to understand how IT helps. It's not just like going to the doctor and say, well, I have a little ouchie here, a scratch on my finger. So can you give me a tape? Uh, what if you have like 20 scratches on the finger? A tape will not help. So you need to see that a bandage needs to be the, the, the solution. So in order so that your finger still stays intact. And th this is something um, very crucial to, to see that IT is a big part but it's actually the service that IT provides for your business. And you need to understand the service. Um, the, the other thing is to, when you have these things in, in, in mind, or if you did this, the um, BPMN service say, so how your business works and um, understand IT helping business, then you should um, develop a midterm strategy, just talking about three or four years. I mean, every businessman does that for, 
for a three or four years plan where where the business needs to stand how many one you know how many does my business have to bring in revenue how how many EBITDA I want to have and just I mean cost and 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 revenue calculations so you have your goals so then take id and uh, it and and, uh, and 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 process solution automation with it because these are actually the tools that you would be needing in order to keep your revenue intact um another thing is then to focus on first of all focus on standards i mean there are a lot of solutions out there and and sap and, and microsoft and, and oracle and to name a few <clears throat> these are one hell of a um, choice that you already have so you can bring standards into the point um, you can make them work at least to to get something to start with you still can combine them um, but get away from this. We are so special. We need extra this and extra that. Start with a few standards. See how you can combine them. And, and, and after you see the combination works for most of the things you do and it eases the work, then stick to it. If there's customization, then, then it's rather maybe probably because you have your own systems or um, self-created systems. Um, last but not least, I, I would suggest to um, think back in, into this matrix organization to develop or establish a, um, a center for enablement that consists of business people and IT people who both understand a bit of IT and of the business they do. Can even go ahead and say that um, per line of business so someone who is in procurement and knows how this stuff works and, and and partner management what he has to do what kind of systems he has to use um needs to partner up with somebody in it who knows approximately the processes that this guy in procurement um is undergoing and and um sees the potential of um optimization and automation and these centers um, are there to enable that means we, we don't have to develop we just only take the things that we already know um, maybe screw it a little bit here and there and and then make it work uh, because after all time is of the essence and we cannot wait another year um, un until a solution is ready to go uh, that would be actually my five points to to recommend well thank you uh, especially with the last one combining line of business and IT. Uh, yeah. I think I had a similar role uh, years back in, in a corporate, uh, but uh, it's more and more valid and more and more hybrid for the Mittelstand, I would say. Uh, yeah. But uh, Tom, thank you for this great conversation. I uh, really enjoyed and thank you uh, for your top five suggestions. And I, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I hope uh, the Mittelstand managers will definitely have the key takeaways and find their ways through it. So thank you for joining us today and have a nice day. Ciao. Thank you. Cheers.